And I will say, I have a friend of mine that was a Frisbetarian. They believe that when you die, your soul gets stuck on the roof of the house. <laughs> Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Ryan Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. And the best looking one at this entire deal. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life. Today, the guys welcome their guest, Kara Whitney, to help them tackle the topic, life after death. There's truth, hope, a little fun, and a lot of encouragement ahead. So let's join Brian for a short message, followed by conversation with Dan and Kara. Now here's Brian. In my 40 years as a pastor, I've noticed that when a loved one dies, almost everyone wants to believe that that person is in heaven. But is that true, or is it just wishful thinking? We want to believe in life after death, and I understand that. But based on what? Are we simply hoping it's true to comfort ourselves in our hour of need? Or is there a way to be more certain? People's ideas about life after death range from crazy to boring. I mean, who really wants to spend eternity sitting on a cloud playing a harp or floating around the universe as some disembodied spirit? The Bible actually has a lot to say about life after death, and it's a message filled with hope. As Christians, our belief in life after death is not simply wishful thinking, but rather it's tied back to an actual historical event in history known as the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was a real person who walked on this earth around 2,000 years ago. We know he was crucified by the Romans, he was buried, and he rose from the dead three days later. When we say rose from the dead, we mean a literal, physical, bodily resurrection from the dead. The teaching of the New Testament is that our resurrection from the dead is tied to Jesus' resurrection from the dead. In other words, if Jesus rose, so will we. If Jesus is still in the grave, then there is no reason to believe that there is life after death. So our belief is not just some religious talk full of wishful thinking that can't be verified one way or the other. Our belief in life after death is based on an actual event in history. It can be investigated, researched, studied, debated, and demonstrated to be true. Now, many people today laugh at the idea that Jesus literally, physically, bodily rose from the dead. They see it as just some wild claim that Christians make to feel better about death, like it's a baseless leap of faith. Some might say science proves that no one comes back from the dead. But of course, science does no such thing. Science has no ability to prove Jesus didn't rise from the dead. We understand that science tells us that when people die, their body stops functioning and they begin to decay. They don't come back to life. We don't expect people to come crawling back out of the grave. Agreed. But isn't that the whole point? What made the resurrection of Jesus powerful was that it was indeed a miracle. It was not normal. Science can't prove that miracles don't happen. A miracle, by definition, is contrary to the norms of science. 
The resurrection of Jesus can't be measured by some mathematical formula or settled in a test tube in some laboratory. The process is more like evidence in a courtroom. The evidence is presented and the jury arrives at a conclusion. In this case, you are the jury. It's easy for people to laugh and make fun of Christians who believe that Jesus rose from the dead. People do it all the time. People today are just too sophisticated. We're too smart to fall for that sort of thing. But it might be helpful for you to know that this topic of the validity of the historical resurrection of Jesus has been publicly debated on college campuses and in auditoriums around the country for decades. And in case after case, the validity of the resurrection of Jesus has won out. There's no question there is credible evidence to support our claim of a resurrected Jesus. We don't have time in this short overview to lay out evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. In part two of this episode, I provide considerable evidence from a message taken from Luke 24 for your consideration. For our purpose in this episode, I simply want to make the point that our belief in life after death as Christians is not just wishful thinking. It's rooted in an actual event from history. There is good reason to be confident that life after death is real. For those of you who have stood at the graveside of someone you dearly loved and have wept and wondered, is there life after death? We want you to know there is hope. Guys, I've experienced my share of grief in this life. I don't know what I would do without the hope of life after death based on the resurrection of Jesus. So let's bring in Dan and have him introduce a very special guest that's going to be with us for this series, Talk About Life After Death. Yeah, you know, I brought my wife with me. My wife is my special guest today. And uh, my wife's name is Kara, and she's fantastic. My wife is one of the reasons why I have grown closer in my faith and kind of came back in the fold. And she, uh, man, she's had a transformation in her life. It is unbelievable watching my wife grow in the Lord. And so I said, Kara, you got to come be my special guest. And uh, you talk about a testimony. I mean, someone who was in the gutter with heroin, a street walker. I mean, yeah. she was went through it all, and now look at her. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. I she guess didn't that do any would make that. you Captain Save-A-Hole, then. <laughs> That's right. No, but my wife's fantastic, and she's fun, and she's, uh, she's fun to talk to about things like this. So that's my special guest. Yes. Well, uh, welcome, Kara. Great to have you, you here. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I, I just and she's say, beautiful, and I know this is running later, but today is her birthday. So there you go, honey. Happy oh, birthday. You're so great. I, I, this is the, I, we're studying the resurrection. Right. I, I love that because um, I grew up in a secular home and didn't have any baseline for any of it. I basically thought our religions led to the same place. But I thought, one of them has to be right, and the rest have to be wrong. So I started studying, well, what's the one that's the most familiar in our culture? It's Christianity. So what sets that apart? Well, the resurrection. Without the resurrection, none of this can be true. So I'm excited about this because I found Jesus by studying 
the resurrection. And I think the cool thing about uh, bringing Kara on here and, and participate in these conversations is, you know, she's like me. She's She is about as normal as a person that you can find. You know, she's not religious. She loves Jesus, and she does her best to follow Jesus. And that's that's who we're trying to reach with this show, just regular people that are searching for hope, searching for some happiness, uh uh, searching, for, so they got a hole in their heart, and this is what we're trying to show you: that Jesus can fill the hole in your heart, and you, and you're not gonna, you know, it's not like you're, all of a sudden you're gonna walk around in a robe and you're gonna sing hymns 24 hours a day. You're still gonna be yourself, but you're gonna have filled that hole in your heart. But my wife is a great example of that. She's just a regular, regular person that you would meet on the street that uh, has found hope, and so. Uh, when when we go through this, and I you know I underlined this when you were talking about it, said that uh, that when you said our belief isn't just some religious talk full of wishful thinking. You know, people can deny the resurrection. People can say what they want, but I think the key thing is there. Here's what people don't do: investigate, research, and study. You know, they just roll off half cocked about things they hear people say that don't believe in Jesus and think the Bible's a fraud and fake and repeat talking points from other people, but they don't actually investigate research and study. And those that do, uh, what was the book, honey, that we, that uh, the case for Christ? Right. Uh, what was his name? Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel, an atheist. Wife was a Christian. He didn't like it. Uh, he was a news reporter uh, in Chicago, a respected one, and he set out his life goal is to disprove Christianity, to let his wife know that she's being an idiot. <laughs> and guess what happened? He investigated, he researched, and he studied, and he became a Christian. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I think the important thing, too, to add to just my journey with studying the resurrection is I wasn't out to prove that anyone was an idiot or anything, but I also really didn't want it to be true because if it was, then I had to look at how I was living my life. And at the time, it was in Las Vegas on a rock and roll radio station having made terrible choices in my life. So I actually was like, I, I don't really want this to be true, but something's missing in my life and I have to figure out what it is. You know, I, I come at this as a pastor, so I deal with uh, death and tragedy uh, all the time and hundreds, hundreds of funerals, and you stand at the graveside and people's hearts are broken. And it's been very interesting over the years. A lot of these people give no real thought to Jesus, but when their loved one dies... They want to believe with all their heart that they're going to see that person again. And I think for us as Christians, this all roots back to whether or not Jesus is still in the grave or whether he rose from the dead. So Kara, as part of your journey, what were the, what were the truths or what were the things about the resurrection of Jesus that led you to conclude this is really true? I think the biggest part was just studying what was going on historically at the time and realizing that 
you know, this is before even I started saying, well, maybe they all hallucinated when they saw him. Maybe uh, they stole his body. We, we can go there in a second or not go there. I mean, these answers are there. They're, they're out there if you want to seek them. The biggest thing for me that turned me around was all of these guys, they rode into Jerusalem. They really thought Jesus was going to perform this big military coup. They were thinking in these human terms. And then when he was arrested and then ultimately crucified, they all ran for their lives. Uh, I would have ran for my life. I mean, John stuck around. Um, there were some interactions there. Um, but they all they denied him. They ran scared. They hid because they did not want to be put up there. This threw them for a loop because this was nowhere on their radar as a possibility. But three days later, they stopped running. They saw something, and I know it in my heart. It was the risen Jesus. They stopped running, and they all faced their own potential death because they saw him. I, and, and then you go, well, were they lying? Nobody is willing to die for a lie that they know that they've, you know, when you've intentionally told a lie, no one is willing to die for that. And then, you know, you research further and you hear from the the guy who was involved in Watergate. There was a group Chuck of- Chuck Colson. Yeah, yes. and man, they were singing like birds within hours yeah. because they're like, right. oh, that's not true. And then they start making deals, you know, to stay well, out of jail. Well, that's the thing just with human nature. If you just go back and think of human nature, here's these guys he gets arrested and they crucified and they're thinking you know they gave up everything to follow this guy and look what happened he was a complete fraud i mean normally if you're i mean just as myself you would go what a liar you know and now they're after us i'm out of here Absolutely. To be able to three days later come back and not only be even a bigger supporter of him, but literally say you're going to die for him. Absolutely. They saw him. Absolutely. The other piece, too, that did it for me was you look at like Jay Warner Wallace, who's another one. Um, he is a homicide detective. He was an atheist. He started uh, studying the four gospel accounts almost like a homicide and just the way he talks about it. But at the end of the day, he says, when I go into a homicide, I know it's one or more of these things. Greed, power, sex. He says, it's got to be one of those. Where's the motive? None of these guys gained any, any, any monetarily, nothing from it. Greed, power, sex, none of it. That was another indicator to me that this could be true. Yeah, that's a great book, too, if people want to research further. It also makes me think of uh, Simon Greenleaf, who was a Harvard Law professor uh, many years ago, but his expertise was really uh, evidence in a courtroom, and he applied that to the Gospels and the claim of a resurrection and concluded that it was highly credible. Right. So I think for people that think this is just foolishness or wishful thinking, I would really encourage them to examine the evidence. 
Absolutely. And, you know, nowadays, I mean, everyone has an agenda. And, and uh, you know, everybody goes, well, follow the science, follow the science. But people seem to see, people always forget that science doesn't say anything. The scientist interpreting that science is the one that's saying something. So depending on if that person has agenda or if he doesn't have an agenda, and it all boils down to investigate, research, and study for yourself. God has made it simple for you to do. He's got his word right there. And even taking the Bible out of it, when you investigate, research, and study, historically, you'll find it to be true. Yeah, there's no question that the movement of Christianity exploded in Jerusalem within months after the resurrection of Jesus to well over 10,000 people. If anybody was going to disprove the resurrection, it would have been those people living uh, in that time. Just produce a body, and the story's over. But it went the other way. The church continued to explode because the evidence was so uh, so so obvious to everyone. Which just goes back to the, the whole thing, knock and the door will be open, seek and you will find. If you're really wanting to seek and understand, you're going to. You know, that's that's the whole key. If, if, if you really, really want to know and really want to learn, God says he will show you. I just had a friend ask me the question. He's, he said uh, they could have produced a body. Maybe it was just so bloody. You know, he was so bloody, so beaten so badly that they could have just presented any beat-up body. But they couldn't do that because Jesus, a risen Christ, was standing right there. I mean, there's no other explanation. And I love studying the resurrection. I still study it because I love to go back on what I know to be true, strengthens my faith, but also to witness to people, people who are questioning. It's a way to ask questions. Yeah, but this is how I came to faith. Don't you think they saw him then if they stopped running? It gives them something to think about and then a place to go research. I, I love that. I love to tell people about Jesus. And so I use the resurrection as a way to do that. That she does. And I will say, I have a friend of mine that was a Frisbyterian. I don't know if you know what a Frisbyterian is, but they believe that when you die, your soul gets stuck on the roof of the house. <laughs> I'll show my way out. I, I can't won't. believe I laughed. At I'll, the, I'll shut the lights. I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'll, turn, I'll turn the lights out when I leave. All right. So I, because the idea of death is something every single one of us is going to face, it's part of life in this world, every one of our listeners is going to, at some point, lose someone they deeply love. And with all their heart, they're going to want to believe that there's a chance they will see this person again. And our message today is that's not just wishful thinking. It roots back to an event in history, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It is true. Thanks for listening to Talkin' Truth. To hear Brian's complete sermon message on today's topic, click on the link in our description. Today's Talk and Truth is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Download Go Tandem today and get spiritually fit. Get